Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host, and I'm here with our executive producer, Mark Griffith. Thank you so much, and co-host, as a matter of fact. I am. That's right. Um, This is our second show here on our new station, so we're so thankful for the opportunity to be here with Talk Radio 760 and Joy 620. Um, We had a great first show with Inky Johnson. I think it was one of my favorite shows, certainly. Oh, he is such a talker. Yeah, he is. And he knows what he is, and he does what he says, and very similar to our second guest. Um, And our second guest, we have an extraordinary kind of public figure that you will not see um, every day. He he talks it straight, just like John McCain claimed to a few years back. He is the straight talk train, um, and that's Tim Burchett. He's in studio with us. And before we get to Tim, I want to tell you guys that you can plug in with us going to thehousinghour.com. And that is the best way to share our show, to listen to our show. You can go there and get everything that you'd like to know about us right there. And you can learn about our, our, our co-host and myself. Mark also does birthday parties as well. So if you'd like to, to connect with them there. Um, balloons. I'm yeah. specializing in balloons. And, and also for your information, we're on the uh, social networking platforms. We're on the Facebook, facebook.com slash the housing hour. We're also on Twitter at the housing hour. And this show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, uh, 25 years of American dreams come true, migonline.com. So, Mayor, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for allowing me to be here, boys. Appreciate Absolutely. It. And I have to tell you, um, you did a tremendous job uh, with your your debut as um, the 98.7 anchor uh, the other day, uh, filling in for Phil. That was tremendous. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know if they set the bar too high. I said I told somebody, I said that they, um, um, I think the custodian couldn't make it. I'm usually the last. <laughs> I think you said janitor, actually. Yeah, the janitor. I wasn't, that wasn't a slide on Phil. That was more towards me that I don't um, – you know, by the time they get to me, they've asked everybody in town. So I yeah. think everybody's tired of hearing me. I but you were taking calls. I don't know that there's a mayor mm-hmm. in the history of Knox County that has sat at a microphone and taken calls from the public and not known. I mean, obviously, it was being screened at some level, but they were just calls. You had no idea what they yeah. were going to ask, and you did a, a good job with that. Thank you. I, I kind of enjoy the random nature of all that. <laughs> it's dangerous sometimes. You see the, the, the prompter, you know, says they want to talk about something and you're thinking oh yeah i don't know if i want to talk about that or not but then it's usually something completely different right have you ever done done town hall meetings oh yeah sure sure so Um, it's kind of like that except my dad had a saying about town hall meetings he said that nothing's ever really decided in a town hall meeting people come and vent and yell and and whatever's the hot button issue of the time of the time and um uh, you know government is people when they run for office they always throw out, you know, oh, I have this vision. What is, your, and people say, what is your vision? You know, and people that ask you that and get into vision talk, they generally have, uh, have spent too much time in a focus group with a bunch of beautiful people. They haven't <laughs> spent any time. I guarantee you they haven't spent any time down here at uh, at Chandler's Restaurant or, or the Pizza Palace down here on, on Magnolia or Ball Market Number 3 on Western or Wright's Cafeteria because, you know, I don't have to take a poll. I, I mean, because people tell me what they're thinking. Mm. And... Um, 
and I understand that pretty well. I spent 16 years in the legislature, four years in the state house, and 12 years state senate. And uh, people around here will tell you what they're thinking, but you have to give them that opportunity. And I, and I, I feel good that people feel confident enough to just to come up to me on the street or in the parking lot at church or wherever and tell me what they're thinking. And so it's a, that's where I'm a little different than some of the other folks that, that seem to think that they you know, have to pay some consultant to tell them what people are thinking. Or, mm-hmm. or worse yet, they uh, pick up a newspaper and, and you know, I don't give a rip what a, what the newspaper thinks about Especially me. Especially not the Sentinel. Well, any of them. I mean, you, you look at I mean, you look at these groups, and they come from out of town, and uh, and they're you know we're all this poor old southern people. We don't know what's going on, and yet they come down here because they like they like our weather, they like our values, um, and all those other things. And yet the first thing they want to do is is bring in some lame program that they that failed from where they were and caused their tax rates to be jacked up. And so we don't. You know, I don't embrace all that that think tank uh, type of knowledge, mm-hmm. and, and and I think that's why the beautiful people don't like me, and I, that's why. I, but Mark likes you. Well, well you Mark's not the beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. But right. how do you keep your skin, you know, so thick? Because it seems like I can't take much criticism at all well, without breaking. I get it. I, you yeah, know, he I, breaks I, down really yeah. quick. I. I, I, I my father fought in the Second World War. He was in combat in the Marine Corps. He was on two major islands, uh, um, uh, invasions. One was called Peleliu, and the other one was called Oh, Kandahar. wow. And he went to China for a short while and fought the communists. He told me, he said, you know, when you're going into combat, and I, and I, I describe it sort of like this, when you go into combat, you get very nervous. He said, but once those bullets start flying and you see uh, maybe a troop transport beside you get blow up and 18 Marines die, never even saw combat and um, he said you get focused very quick and he said he said and you're on that island for 30 days or whatever and and you realize that your job is basically to kill the enemy and you realize that now I equate that I'm not my job isn't to kill anybody but once I get (laughs) under fire once I get under fire I, I I develop a uh, I guess the tough skin at the beginning you get a little knee jerk and you get a little nervous but after you've been hit so many times you just it's just water off a duck's back it should be or you're in the wrong business because mm-hmm. it is a contact sport and people are not some people aren't equipped for that and they um and that's why when um they get in they get hit with the negative press they um you know they run to the paper and beg for forgiveness mm-hmm. you know that's a bunch of garbage i, I won with um we this last campaign we won with a very large uh, percentage i'm sorry well the last year I, I was like kim right? jong young yeah I, i've got 100 <laughs> percent of the vote or something but um <laughs> but no, in the previous one, we won with a eighty-eight percent, yeah, or something like something that. something like that. But who's counting? Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I I noticed uh, your I read an article. It was actually a really good article, and your sister and brother were talking about your you know life and and you know when you were a young boy and that you never really um, wanted to do what everybody else was doing. That you kind of had your own your own, you know, self-motivation, you did kind of what you wanted to do. Yeah. And, and whether that meant metal detecting while everybody else is doing something else, um, you did what you wanted to do. But that didn't yeah. keep you from having friends. You had a lot of friends, and you sure. were the captain of the football team, and you ran in student government. Um, what really— You've done, you've it, done your research. I, yeah, I right. salute you there, brother. Well, one of the things that that brought to mind is is that a lot of the people who I want to see run for office— 
are the people who have their own compass, that they don't do what the crowds want them to do. I mean, do you get that from your faith? Do you get that? Was that from your father? With yeah, the, with I, what well, he was? well, my mama was just as tough. I mean, I was, you know, you hear this, I was raised in a Christian home, but I really was raised in a Christian home. I, we, were, we knew we'd be on at church Sunday morning, probably Sunday night, a lot of times on Wednesday. But uh, interesting thing, my dad used to always, after supper when we were younger, when we were all together, you know, because when you get a little older, you're going five family members who go in five different directions you know he would read the bible every after every meal and as a kid i hated it mm -hmm. i hated it but now i draw upon that you know and i i get hit onto something that and it makes me think of a bible verse will click into my head or just or just knowing that if i just continue to do what's right and i try to honor god and what i and, and i tell people this and they don't believe me but when i before i go speak anywhere i walk into a room just like this I always say God make sure I hope what I do honors you mm -hmm. and then I just get up and, and, and let it rip mm -hmm. and um, and I think sometimes I maybe honor him and sometimes <laughs> I don't but um, uh, but um, you know it's 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 just a process you go through I've been I've been in office now for um, what Michael 21 years 21 years I guess something like that mm -hmm. and uh, I mean you know um, almost half my life I've been in office elected office so it's uh it's just a process you learn and and there's people that I've come in contact with along the way they either gotten beaten or gotten out or died or gone to jail and and um so you know it's just a process I know that your parents um uh you were born when I think your your dad was maybe 40 um and your mom was 41 I believe no, backwards backwards okay yeah. but you were the third child of your family and some people you know, like for instance, I've, I, you know, my mom is one of the youngest in her family of five. And, and sometimes there's that feeling that you're left behind. There's not as many pictures of you. You know, maybe you weren't as loved as much because they had been, you know, through that process. But I would love to hear your opinion of, of what it was like being the last child. Well, um, my parents did have me later in life. I had my brother and sister also. We were just three or four years difference. And mm -hmm. mama used to call me her bonus. Not because, you know, you think accident, <laughs> but it wasn't. Actually, Mama wanted to have one more, but the doctor said that's it because she about died oh. giving birth to me, apparently. Um, but she was uh, she was a tough country girl. She soloed an airplane during the Second World War. Hmm. Um, she's 18 or 19 years old. Wow. She her, she lost a brother, her brother Roy, um, yeah, a few days after D-Day. I've got his 48-star flag on my wall. And... Um, um, you know, I just uh, I was brought up in that in that environment. I was brought up by two depression era people. We wore tough skins, uh, jeans, um, because that's all we could afford. Mm -hmm. We um, I can remember going to Caz Walkers, getting getting high top tennis shoes, and reaching in one tube, and you'd grab a size eight and try to find a size eight in the left hand tube. Wait, I'm not sure how Caz had that figured out, because <laughs> somebody would get them and definitely get the wrong size on one and it throw the whole mixture off. But Caz had it figured out. So yeah. anyway, um, you know, I just I grew up in a family and uh, um, we paid our debts and we didn't we didn't live extravagant. Um, we rarely got to go out to eat. And when we went out to eat to the Sizzler or Sizzling Steakhouse, I mean, it was a real treat. Mm -hmm. And uh, both my parents were career educators, and and Daddy had a hard time with authority, and he never he never uh, got paid a whole lot. He was a dean at the University of Tennessee, and I remember at his funeral. There's over 500 people there, mm -hmm. and wow. uh, you know, 
a lot of a lot of Indian chiefs and just working people that that loved my daddy. And then of course my mama died. There was um, there were um, just about as many. You know, a lot of her mostly her former students. And um, we just you know it, it's just it was just amazing to me really. And you know, it was during a severe thunderstorm when my mama's funeral was. I mean the um, you know, just the crowds that showed up and uh, those folks uh, paying respects to them. I mean, it meant a lot. It meant a lot to them, the, the life my parents led. And that, that, you know, I just, I continue to, every day I run into somebody that knew my parents, somebody in Bible study fellowship with my mom or somebody my dad influenced at the University of Tennessee. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, I've got a lot, of, a lot of broad shoulders to stand on. They were the heroes in my life. I've got it pretty easy, really. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I live in a great house. I've got a cool wife. I've got a daughter now, and um, and so I'm just I'm just blessed beyond belief. That's so, awesome. I, think I, I, I went off rant. On no, no, that's probably what not what you no. Had. I already worked in that those numbers that, of time for the <laughs> rant, so that's okay. okay. Um, I think that's tremendous, and part of who you are as a mayor and your upbringing, I think, has paid dividends for Knox County residents because you came in with like a $20 million surplus, and now you've moved that up to about a $40 million surplus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that is one of the very unique qualities that I think mayors should have is that they need to use the money of the people as if it was their own. Now, some people I wouldn't say that because that would mean that they would be eaten out every night and so forth. But I think that that's one of, I think, the qualities that you um, hold true for sure. Well, we have Mayor Tim Burchett, Knox County Mayor, with us here in studio. And uh, we're thankful for you guys stopping by. Uh, hang around with us. We have a couple okay. of few more segments. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to listeners. But um, come back in just a few moments. We'll be right back. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. It's Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And we also have Mayor Tim Birch at Knox County Mayor here with us in studio um, and we're thankful for the opportunity to speak with him. Um, I have to ask you, um, what is your uh, deal with all the selfies that you take? I don't know. I read a report <laughs> yesterday. I'm trying to get Michael to. I, I forgot. I was at Nashville yesterday at a meeting with the governor, but I was uh, read somewhere that uh, people that do selfies are, have psychotic tendencies. <laughs> and I was trying to find that article, <laughs> and I wanted to put it. I wanted to tweet that out, that article, and then say, "Dad, gum it." But the, but the it. difference is, though, you have people in your selfies. Oh, that's true. That's true. But you know, I, I enjoy it. I just it's a shameless. I say it's a shameless selfie because it's an egotistical thing. I mean, these people get all these pictures, you know, and I might be over at reasonable runs use tires with and get my picture made with reasonable run or you know be in line at Wright's cafeteria and get my picture made there with somebody and they'd say oh can you put a selfie out and i'd say sure and, and kids love it high school kids i've mm -hmm. been yeah i was walking through a restaurant and these two kids were on a date and they the last week i think it was and they grabbed me come mayor can we get a selfie? I said, sure you know and well a couple of you married as well you had one with them yep yep <laughs> yeah every time i get every time i marry a couple i always do a selfie a shameless and i remembered i um Shameless. I just married my cousin Selfie, and I said, I said, and then I said, <laughs> I said, 
Actually, I just performed the wedding. You know, I said that late in the, in the further on in the tweet, and of course that got everybody loved that. So, oh, that's well, did you get the president a selfie with the yeah. press? No, heck no. Step <laughs> <laughs> out of the electric chair to get. I wouldn't. I thought oh, about it, you know, and then when he took the his phone's tw- ringing off when, when he took his twenty minute lunch break where everybody was waiting, it kind of turned me against him. It was just, you know, I. It was kind of funny. I. I mean, this is this is a, your your ego. You got to be careful about this stuff. I've seen people really pitch a fit, but <clears throat> my wife and I were there, and and I drug her there, and um, and you know we have to wait a long time. How long you have to wait, my clothes. Well, we were there. We waited three hours. Three hours, forty five minutes out in the cold or longer to get in. You know, and you go through it's like TSA check. You know, at the door. You know, they metal detect you, and then you empty your pockets and whatever. And, and your ID has to match the invitation, and that's for safety, and I understand that. So you get there, and then and then they come up, and they said, um, Did you wear your Carhartt jacket? Does the Baptist Church got a bus? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so I'm, I'm walking in, and, you know, I'm in there, and then they say they sit you down front, you know, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, not down front, but in the, I guess, the VIP section, whatever. And um, uh, so... I'm sitting there, and a the lady comes up and says, "Sir, you're, you're, you won't come back for your your picture." And I said, "Okay." You know, thinking we're going to get a picture made with the president, so, <laughs> like, and everybody else does. And then they go, "Do you not have a card?" And I go, "I don't have a card. I don't know." And, she, and then the lady says, "Who are you?" And I said, "I'm the mayor. Of no- I'm Tim Burchett." And she says, "And your title?" And I said, "Well, I'm the mayor of Knox County." And I said, um, "She said, hmm, sir, I don't have you on the list." And I said. I said, well, ma'am, why'd y'all invite me back for? What, what's, the, uh, you know, I was like, what is going on? Right. I mean, it's just completely disorganized, and you know, you see all the, and that's kind of why I don't like. And and then they, they said, sorry, sir, you're not going to list. You'll have to clear it with the White House. Well, I'll just call the White House right now. And clear <laughs> that, you know. And then they said, well, it says here that you turned down your invitation to have your picture made with the president. And I was like, ma'am. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, yeah. you know, I've, I've talked to Secret Service because they had to get we had to get some stuff for them, some people and some personnel, and some actually had to get some dump trucks. Oh my, are you kidding buy. me? You you have 408 people that are working for the for the police. I mean, you had yeah. a bunch of people yeah, out there. Oh yeah, we had um, it was, but we a lot a lot of people, a lot of people. I said the sheriff's department, and our public service department, and all this other. So you're in charge of all that, right? So <laughs> Secret Service, they were just more, they were just tickled to death. They was like, Mayor, we thank you so much, and we talked back and forth. And I was like, it's fine, no biggie. You know, we, we sure don't want, we want to be cooperative. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, I just that's completely what we want to do, especially with the White House. Well, and then they said, I'm sorry, you know, and I was like, well, okay. So I go back to my seat, and then you know. <clears throat> It didn't right. happen, and then well, I, at that point, I was like, I'm kind of over this whole thing because we'd been there like three hours or something, and then, you know, and then I saw some of the folks that were going back to get their picture made, and I, and, but, you know, I expect it, you know, I expect it because I always get bumped when the Republican, and I'm a Republican. Right. No kidding. And I can remember, yeah, well, I'm about to become a libertarian, I'm about to just put them all in the trash can yeah. but they i can remember when george bush senior i think was or george jr yeah was coming was in town mm-hmm. and um i was the only republican that was on the ballot in east tennessee at that time that had a democrat opposition serious mm-hmm. democrat i was running for the senate and i was i remember i hung i was just getting ready to go out the door and they said somebody said tim telephone and they called me at some airport and said hey you're not on the list sorry and i was like what and I mean, I was getting ready to go out the door right then to meet the president and everything, mm. get my picture made. And then, but then I realized, 
you know, you know, I talk about the beautiful people and the it's you know this money first crowd that actually controls politics. Mm-hmm. They don't like people like me. They like people with vision, which mm-hmm. means they can control. They don't like right. you to rock the boat too much. They don't like you to talk about things that like wasteful spending and education and you know it's all part of their little plan and then when somebody like myself comes along it upsets the apple cart right that's why i worry about your your next steps because i'd like to see you run for senator honestly but i i think that because you're such a straight talker and you do what you say and you what you believe in it ends up being what it is that your projects will align with i I just i just worry that that even aligns with the national uh, republican party it doesn't it doesn't i mean i'm less i'm a less government i'm more of a my philosophy is my fist is my responsibility until it touches your nose, mm-hmm. and then it's, then it's the government's <laughs> problem. You know, and I, all this political correctness that's out here, we're worried about offending all these people. Well, what about all these, what about these good Christians out here that, that pay taxes? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I get offended when when you, you you they don't say Merry Christmas and they say, see, you know, I told my staff, I said, look, it's Christmas. I said it's not. I mean, I have Jewish friends that I tell. Even happy Ben on- Stein says "Happy or Merry Christmas." Yeah, I see. I have Jewish friends, and I see them all the time. I, I even call them on the friend, I, I phone. I say, "Happy Hanukkah." Uh, my buddy Steve Cohen, who's a congressman, who's very liberal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd see him, and I'd see him out somewhere. Happy Hanukkah, and he'd he'd call the house to tell my parents Merry Christmas. You know, I think we've 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 just lost all common sense, and I don't really care anymore. I told somebody if I run for office, it's going to be the I don't care campaign. Because mm-hmm. we're just going to tell the truth, and then and, you'll and, win. And, and, well, no, <laughs> the, the big boys will try to destroy me. That's when you'll see more newspaper articles, more negative press, and things mm-hmm. that uh, personal attacks. And they'll talk to my, you know, girlfriend in the second grade or something, or, or some guy <laughs> I, I pushed in a mud puddle at, at, at the Little Red Schoolhouse or West Hills Elementary School. You know, and and that's why people, good people, don't get involved in politics. And the people that are involved in politics that, that rise to the top very fast with very, virtually unscathed, you better watch those folks because that is the virtual uh, fox in the hen house. You, you've really thrown me off. I had so many questions. Go ahead. That's okay. No, that's Sorry. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Ask. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Or as the good um, old boy say, ax me. <laughs> I just wanted to – I thought that there were some, some things that um, when I was doing my research – I started, you know, looking at the people who crit- would criticize you and the people that I saw that were like trying to find a way to um, disagree with you. But then when you reran and you won, you know, I found that people started saying, you know what, Tim Burchett, there's, there, he's, he's not an untouchable, but he's like the Teflon Don type of guy because. People, truth always sets you free. I hate to use that that saying, yeah. but like when I saw you on Inside Tennessee, and you know Don Bosch was yeah. was Don's my friend. You know he was he, falling he, over himself to say how good of a job you had done. Yeah, you know well, here we talking about a pretty pretty staunch liberal. Yeah, well, um, I don't know if that pays me any any uh, compliment <laughs> or not. I used to like it in the Senate with um, you know John Ford or somebody from from the Democrat Party or whatever would stand up and trash me. You know, because that generally meant I, I was going to get locked in solidarity with every Republican vote and quite a few Democrats at that point. But, right. But you know, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I straight, I'm a straight talker, and and I know the next mayor will be the be- the most famous mayor in the history of Knox County because because we've saved so much money. Right. They will just unleash the vaults and build right. all these buildings. And remember, folks, buildings are cheap relatively. It's the upkeep, mm. the maintenance. 
and the personnel that get you in the long run. That's right. Well, and, and, and people are, they love to put their names on stuff they had virtually nothing to do with. And when you see a politician cutting a ribbon, he's spending your money. That's Go right. Ahead. Well, we I've seen one. you cut some ribbons. I've cut a heck of a lot of ribbons. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, well, let's talk about some stuff in the next segment. We want to thank everybody for coming in. We have Mayor Tim Birch with us today. And I noticed that the president got to Mayor Rojero. She said Rogero. I, yeah, that was pretty they, funny. They skipped me. I noticed that. That was, but you know, that's that's yeah, the, that's all right. Consider the source exactly. Well, guys, come back right after these messages. We'll be right back. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again. Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host here with the executive producer and co-host Mark Griffith. And we have Mayor Tim Burchett with us. And also he has Michael Greider, his director of communications on board this morning. And we're thankful for you guys coming in um, this afternoon, this morning. We have uh, quite a, a show and a series of shows here in our news stations. And we're so thankful for the opportunity to be able to speak into hopefully your life in some way and hopefully in a positive way. And uh, a mayor has been speaking about many different things. We've talked about quite a bit. And I, you know, did some research on the, on the mayor and I did the last time because we've interviewed him before. And one of the things that I was most impressed with uh, during my research, even last time in this time, was the the huge popularity that he has gained by being honest. And some people, you know, say, well, if you're going to be honest, you know, honestly, <laughs> that's going to not make you favorable because you're going to make up, you're going to upset people. And that may be true, but the fact is he won with quite a large majority of a vote the first time and the second time he ran unopposed. And, and he's you know, been arguably one of the best um, county mayors that we've ever had. Um, certainly better maybe than the last one, um, considering all that happened. But um, one of the things that I did want to talk about, because I see it me personally, and you've talked about it, you know, you pay your county taxes, you pay your city taxes in the same building. And, you know, there's been a lot of people that have said, well, can we save money by aligning and combining some of these services? And I know that that is something that is one of your yep. on your, in your pipeline. But there's there's some things that are um, di- difficult about doing that. One of the things that people, the critics say, well, you have to lay a lot of people off. And then you came back to that and said, well, some people are sunsetting and they're they're retiring, and you just don't refill those positions. But can you talk about where we are with that and what you think about it? Yeah, the main problem you have with it is is that we have what's called fiefdoms, um, and people are. And or prob- Don Don pronounces it thiefdoms. Yeah, or whatever. Thiefdoms. Bosh. He's, <laughs> he also wears $1,000 suits, so I you know, can't knock him for that. But his dad's in my metal detecting club, so we get along pretty well. <laughs> so, um, uh, but no, anyway. Sorry. Back, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. I got to think about metal detecting. Um, something important. Uh, <laughs> and y'all drifted off in my mind. Now, um, uh the consolidation issue, like I said, back to fiefdoms, is the, is the problem you have is that people think, and I'm the only elected official maybe in the world that realizes that there's probably 300, 400,000 other people in this county that are just as qualified or more qualified to have my position as I am. All right. Mm-hmm. I was just the one that understands politics and 
and was just maybe hard-headed enough to go through it and, and take the abuse and get on with it. And, um, but the, uh, the reality is, is people think that when they're in office, they develop a complex that they're the, that, you know, that they are the, the most qualified, the best person for that job, and no one could touch the job they could, that they do. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem you've got. And, and that if we could get past that, we could resolve it. We could, we could get a consolidated situation. You know, I've stated you pay your property taxes, what is on the fourth floor, Michael? You get off the elevator, you turn 100 feet to the right, you pay your county property taxes, you go 100 feet to the left, pay your city property taxes. I mean, that's ridiculous. Put it under one office. And, and they can't even agree to send their send the tax notice out in one envelope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you buy, um, you buy a tractor in the county and you buy a tractor in the city, and you'll see those tractors going down the road on the back of a trailer passing each other. It's ridiculous. You ought to be – when we could – and the economies of scale, just the economies of scale of buying, and it's just a simple I'm, – I'm not a – I'm not an economist by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it just seems to me there's just so many easy things, and people are just afraid to do it because they are just um, they're afraid they'll lose their hold on government. And honestly, I don't care. I'll go back to my burgeoning eBay business. <laughs> my, How my, much my, money could that save us? Uh, if millions, we, millions. There was um, a study a year? done. Yeah, there were studies done several years ago, and it was in the millions. And, like uh, when you say millions, do you mean, does that mean two millions? No, nah, you're probably 20 to 30 million. But, you know, per year, Michael gets nervous when I say stuff like that. <laughs> I've, I've seen a statistic that said that we could the first if we if we did it appropriately. That's the problem. You don't do it right. And and people say, oh, you're talking about metro government. I said, no, I'm not talking about metro government. Nashville has metro government. They have 37 council members. Mm-hmm. Run and that they can't agree if the sun's going to shine tomorrow. Is this too big of an issue to tackle right now? No, think? no. It's, it's, Are it's, you going to tackle it? Yeah, I'm going after it. I just, yeah. you know, but if it's just the county side doing it, mm-hmm. I don't have any any cooperation. Right. So does city. Mayor Rogero, I mean, Rojero, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think she's a great lady, but does she have any interest no, in saving I, $20 million she, a year? She and I have talked about it. We're working, we're working on it. I'll just say we're working on it. Now, so, how many years do you have left? I have three. Three and a half. Three and a half. So you have plenty of time to do that. Um, when when you look at some of the pro- the issues that people raise when it comes to hey what's working what's not working what do you think the things that are not working I want you to to, to, to put your your straight in, talk in, hat on, on in, the, in the in the county in, government that you feel like need to be addressed. I, well, the, the school system is a constant problem it's 60 what is it 62 cents out of every dollar mm-hmm. every tax dollar it goes to the education machine not mm-hmm. to the classroom and they always say well let's compare to other counties well i don't want to compare to shelby county or hamilton county i just see it if it's wrong it's wrong mm-hmm. just because it's just because somebody else is doing it wrong doesn't right. mean that you i know, don't we, we ought to model after that we need to get back to what it's about it's about educating kids it's not about it's not about, and you look at that Andrew Johnson building. It's huge. It's a, it's a monstrosity. Now, now, do you have so much concern about this um, public education because of the fact that your mother was a, an educator? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's I, your role, obviously. Yeah, my dad was in, and, and it was because you're passionate about it. Yeah, I am passionate about it, and I, you don't treat teachers like cattle. Um, they're human beings, and when the morale is down as it is now. You cannot, you can't bring it up with this kind of double talk that's going on. 
Now, and, now uh, people like. I mean, there's a lot of people that like the superintendent, and and and. Well, I'm not specifically talking about a superintendent. No, I'm talking about the culture of the school system. Well, I know, but let's talk about like because I. Yeah, we I, don't get along. If that's what you're going to say, I we already don't know. I've yeah. listened. I know everything about yeah. the whole situation. And I'm sure there are people that like him. I, I like him as a person. I just disagree with his philosophy on 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 running. I mean, right. we, I mean, how many we've had, you know, and I've. I didn't come on here to talk about that, but no, the reality not, is not. we've had, we've had, but I have we, two kids had, in Knox had, County schools. We have had the alarm system situation. We've had this lady who um, was working for how many years? Two years. We're trying off, to make- that, that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, that was being paid not to be there, and then and then it's just lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit, and it's just. You know, at some point, somebody's going to have to address it and quit saying it's a personality difference between me and the superintendent. Right. Somebody at some point, and the people are saying it, and the big boys don't like it. The well, big boys don't like it because they're the ones that put all the money to bring this type of situation upon us, and and you know, and I and well, the they, don't, they don't even did. send their kids to public schools. So it doesn't. It, to me, it's just a. And 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 when did our kids become uh, a decimal point? On some big shot on Wall Street's portfolio, and that's what's that's what this is about. Follow the money, right? And they cannot stand it that I'm calling them out on it, right? And well, there's plenty of places you could save, right? And and you mentioned in an interview on Inside Tennessee that the superintendent is just like is not to not to say anything bad about you, Mr. Grider, but he's just like a Michael Grider. He's a staffer. He he's is a staffer. staffer. He works for the school board, yet he tells the school board right. what he, he intimidates them. And, and, you know, and that's what they want. They want a strong leader, uh, the big boys do, that they can call and tell what to do. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and the truth is they, they need to stick with their, with their net and, and, get, and, and, and if they want to do it, they ought to run for office. And that's why you have an appointed superintendent, and that's why you have nonpartisan school board races because mm-hmm. no attention is being paid to it. The Republican clubs aren't talking about it. The Democrat clubs aren't talking to it. You can drop $40,000 into a school board race and win it, mm. and then they control it. Yeah. And that's what they've done. Well, well, I don't want to get back onto that because I know that, that that's a, a, a subject but you're it's, very It's the truth. It, and it, if it's not the truth, tell them to come on here and say that's not the truth, no. that they don't do that. Yeah. And, and it is the truth. I have two kids in, pu- in public schools in the county uh, at Bluegrass. Um, elementary school and and i love the school i they're love fine, they're fine schools and they have great great teachers yeah and they do and i love our teacher it's a wonderful place and i just want to make sure because 62 cents on the dollar that's a lot it seems like that might be something that we could work on and, and as a partnership i think we can but i also wanted to ask you real quick and then mark wants to plug in something too yeah mark's um, not getting to say anything <laughs> well <laughs> one of the things that i definitely wanted to talk about and we only have one minute left in this segment and then we're going to have five minutes left in the last segment but i want to at least put the question out there and that's about tennessee promise because if and i know that's not your role that's not your neck of the woods so okay i'll go i'll get i'll hit you real fast okay with it. tennessee promise it's completely different than what the president's proposing. oh yeah i know tennessee yeah. promise is um, lottery it, it, it yeah it, it's lottery surplus lottery funds which i was not for if you look at the record on it i wasn't for the lottery I, I, you know have you ever bought a lottery card Heck no. Okay. <laughs> and it, it, you take surf. Well, we're getting, I hear the, the music. So that's unless all right. You, you about you 30 to, seconds. Unless you want me to sing. About, <laughs> if you, the two-year schools is what the Tennessee Promise goes for. And if you look at that, it's uh, 85% of that money comes from Pell Grant. So the, the surplus from the lottery covers that 15%. And there is no, uh, you don't have to be the best and brightest. It's just something the beautiful people throw out. And right. they've, they've outpriced or out 
you know, our state schools, most average citizen can't send their kid to the University of Tennessee anymore. Continue that thought after these messages. Come back with us in just one moment. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. boys are back in town and that's mayor tim burchett mark griffith and michael greider and our um, producer in there dave running the switches thank you so much for joining us here on the housing hour um mayor in the last segment here um you're a very passionate man and with passion i always find that there's something motivating that passion and um you're you're a faith-based man and I've read your story. I understand how that works. You just mentioned your father reading the Bible after uh, dinner and so forth. So you have that piece of you. Um, how does that How does that work in the position that you're in? How do you How are you able to use that? Well, I get sometimes I get a little uptight about things, and I think, man, I am not going anywhere with my life. You know, I'm 50 now, and and with that comes all these thoughts of. You know, my life is, what, a third over or something? I'll live to be 150, so uh, that's what I'm shooting for. But, you know, and I enjoy what I do, but I'm always, um, and, and I think, and I get I get a little little nervous, and then I, I get back control of it and realize that God is in control. And that, you know, I, and people say, well, God, he's not going to take you anywhere that he, you know, he's not going to deliver you or all this stuff. You know, no, people get killed. Good people get murdered and tortured and stuff like that. Uh, but he's got me where I, I'm where I need to be. I pray about what I do. I pray continuously. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've told somebody one time, I, I hardly say amen. I just say this to be continued. Right. You know, and I, and I sweat <laughs> over stuff. People wanted me to run for other offices. And I mean, I, I've sweated over it for months and little things. Sometimes I, I a little bit too much, uh, I, I, you know, but I, after I, I get the peace about me that I know I, where I'm at, then, then I move forward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it drives my staff, people like Michael, crazy because it's the last-minute kind of things. Yeah. You know, that it, some things weigh on me heavier than others, and I'm not really sure why that is. How many people are under your supervision? 700. 700? I mean, directly about seven to nine. Seven to nine. And, and that people, would be – I mean, that would be considered a huge company. So you have, yeah, you but, have a lot of responsibility. No, All but I'm I've saying, got great people, let me tell you. I – you know, the, the newspaper got on me early on, and, and I don't know if it's, you know, they were getting on me. They just, they they, they don't get on anybody else like this. But, right. you know, because I, I wouldn't go to these finance meetings or these medical meetings or everything. You know what? I manage my $2,200 portfolio folio pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I've got people that manage the, well, $700 million budget of Knox County. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I have doctors. I'm a doctor that manages our health department, and, and I put those people in that position. Mm-hmm. I'm not a micromanager. You look at micromanagers in this county, mm-hmm. and, and to me, they're failures. No, I, I, I think this, you're doing it right. And I, I've got the right people, and if they screw up, I'll fire their butts, and they right. know it. And, right. and I'm not going to put up with any, any garbage, and I'm not going to put up any, any shenanigans and, or any dishonesty. And I'll Do you meet up, with those people frequently? Very frequently, and they know me. And when yeah. I call them, they know it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know, uh, I, one thing too, though, I want to say for the record, I am not a role model. I am not a role model. I am just a politician. I'm an elected official. And uh, um, kids, if you're listening to this, 
you don't want to be a county mayor. You don't want to get in politics. It is a dirty, nasty business. Mm. And uh, it's just something I've been called to do, and it's what I do. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and in four years, I'm term limited, and and there's a lot of people out there that like to put me out to pasture. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll just see what happens. Well, I support you. I tell you, I've, I've really felt like you've been a breath of fresh air. And I can't imagine some of the conversations. I wish I could go back and listen to some of the the Tennessee House of Representatives conversations nah. and the Senate, because those were all would have been interesting conversations because you did that for a long time before 16 you came years back here. The conversations, the ones that, that we don't have out on the mic, the mic yeah. is for the press. It's for the people back home. It's for running for re-election when they yeah. brought the televisions in. The conversations would have been some of those back in the back. But well, you go ahead. Ask me more. We only got well, like four th- more minutes. No, we got There's 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Well, there <laughs> yeah. you go. We, we want, I mean, I'd like to see you run for Senate someday. Do you think that's ever going to be possible? That, yeah, but here's the situation real quick. Um, Senator Alexander, or he makes it through his full term, mm-hmm. maybe, if he does. What do you if, mean by that? Well, if he, I mean, if he decides not to run oh, or he decides oh. he wants to step down. Bill Haslam's out. He can appoint himself or appoint a caretaker, and then he runs in two years or whatever when he, if that were to go uh-huh. down. Bob Corker gets picked for the vice president. Uh-huh. Then, um, then Bill Haslam appoints himself or someone else to that position. Uh-huh. That's you so. Gotta, you've already been thinking about. No, I'm thing. just telling you the the lay of the land. Right. And, and the beautiful people do not want me. The I people would, that have big checkbooks do not want. I me. mean, could you imagine? Um, could you imagine uh, <laughs> Tim Burchett on Capitol Hill? It'd I be mean, great. That I would, I would, I would move to Washington just to watch it. Because I'd have to get a new car. Hard. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to <laughs> You'd drive have to yourself. Have a big entourage. Thank yeah. you guys so much, though. Thank, Thank you, you, Tim. Thank you, Michael. Thank you all for coming in, and we'll see you next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Feels like we're in-